Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 359 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Really simple question for you today. Are you going to choose action or are you going to choose reaction? And this is something I've been thinking about recently related to tennis and also to life, really more so recently life, to be totally honest with you. But but applying it to tennis, I think, is extremely helpful. And we're going to talk about several challenging, difficult situations and scenarios that tennis players find themselves in the middle of all the time. And asking yourself this simple question, I think, is a fantastic way to reframe things reset your mindset and your mentality and find more success instead of finding yourself spiraling out of control and feeling like like you aren't in control of the scenario around you, what's happening around you. And I think a lot of tennis players in competition feel like that frequently, like they're just kind of a bystander and the match is happening to them and they don't have a whole lot of control over what's happening. The reality is you do, but it all starts with with mindset and what you're choosing to focus on. So let's imagine that you're playing a tennis match and something unfortunate happens, something that you didn't want to happen, some kind of negative outcome. Maybe it's a bad line call by your opponent, totally out of your control. Maybe you made an unforced error. Maybe you shanked a ball on an easy shot. You know, ball sits up in the middle of the court. Maybe you double fault on a break point, super important point, you get broken, all because everybody stands there and and watches you hit two serves into the net. Maybe your opponent cheers when you mess up. There's millions of others, you know, lawnmowers, bystanders, spectators cheering for your opponents, the sun, the wind. There's there's literally we could literally name a million different frustrating or annoying things that can happen during a tennis match. Maybe your favorite shot is just kind of out to lunch and you're left feeling kind of stranded without your your big weapon. Well, there's two different paths that you can take. Path number one is reactionary. And let's just kind of, let's go down that path of the bad line call. When you're reactionary in that scenario, you take a defensive stance, which is an interesting word considering that we were talking about not having control. When, when you feel like you're not in control, you take a defensive stance. In other words, this is so unfair. How dare you do that to me? How, why are you cheating me you know, out of this point? You focus on the problem and your mind focuses exclusively on negative things. You feed negative energy and negativity within yourself and into the environment. Again, you're, you're thinking things to yourself like, this is unfair. How dare they? They're, they're such a bad person. What a cheat. This is, you know, why, why am I even here right now? Why am I even trying if, if this isn't even going to be a fair match? Or maybe you're thinking to yourself, all that practice time just got wasted. I've been putting in all this work taking all those lessons, going to all those team practices, hitting with the ball machine, and it all just totally got taken away from me by this person who is cheating me. 
and making bad calls. And so what we're doing when we go down that path of reacting to the scenario and really kind of playing a victim role in the situation is it gives mental energy to the problem. You're, you are allocating energy that you have the choice to place somewhere else towards the problem. You are actively focusing on all the potentially bad things. Notice a lot of those things that, that I mentioned, they're completely subjective and it's, it's accusations, really empty accusations that, that we're making. We're making a lot of assumptions in that particular scenario. And even in uh, the other scenarios, like let's say double faulting, like what are your reactions to that? Oh, I'm, I'm such a loser. Uh, I just totally let down my partner. Uh, my teammates are going to be so embarrassed and ashamed of me because of how I'm performing. All that, again, all that practice that I did on my second serve, totally wasted. What a waste of time. Well, I guess that change I made on my second serve is not working. These are, these are all assumptions. These are all subjective statements. These are all, uh, again, kind of accusation. You're accusing yourself of, of being a loser. And these are, these are all things that may not necessarily be true. And even if they are, like, who cares? We can, we can choose to pivot and shift to something positive instead. But, but when we get stuck in that negative loop, when we get stuck in that, those negative thoughts and that negative dialogue, what do you think the chances are of playing your best tennis? Or even good tennis or okay tennis? What do you think your chances are of performing even close to what your potential is when the dialogue that's rolling through your head are all of those negative assumptions and accusations and judgments and value statements about yourself and your opponent and your teammates and your partner. When, th- when that is what's occupying, occupying your mind, what do you think the chances are of you performing well or winning any given match? Obviously, the answer is extremely low. It's not impossible, but the chances are very, very low. And so that's the first path, is the reactionary path. And really quickly, we gave some examples there of maybe a bad line call or a a double fault into the net. Now, instead, let us consider taking positive action. Instead of being reactive, what would happen if we instead take action? We consciously and purposefully take action in a different direction than those negative mindsets, going down that that negative path. When you take positive action, and I'll give you some examples in a moment, then all of a sudden you're solution focused. All of your thoughts go, go towards how can we solve this problem that's in front of us. Instead of focusing on the negative, which by the way, you can only consciously focus on one thing at a time. If you fill your mind with those negative thoughts, there's no problem solving taking place. And so when your mind looks for ways to overcome the problem, now there's positive potential solutions that are occupying your mind and occupying your thoughts. Instead of negative thoughts and feelings, you can immediately refocus on what matters and what matters in that scenario? Let's say, you, again, you bring yourself into that moment. Your opponent makes what you believe is a 
really bad line call, you're really confident that they're wrong, or you make that double fault, what happens in that situation when you focus on the negative? You get dragged into that direction. When you focus on solving the problem, then your mind automatically shifts its focus to what happens in the next point. How am I going to make some kind of adjustment? How am I going to pivot from this disappointing situation? I'm not saying you should be happy with a bad call. I'm not saying you should be satisfied with a double fault. What I am saying is you have the ability and you have the the choice to make which direction your energy flows, to the reactive path or the active path, the action-focused path. And when you go down the action-focused path, then you can make some kind of positive shift that gives you a better chance of winning the next point. And there's a cascading effect that happens here. When point after point after point, you are train when you train yourself to go to that problem-solving mode, then there can be positive momentum. Positive energy flows towards problem-solving point after point after point. And it makes it much easier to reset after each point because think about it. To win a set, you need 24 points minimum. There's four points. You have to win four points to win a game, six games to win a set minimum. We're talking about 48 times to win two sets. You have to, to a certain degree, leave behind what happened in the previous point and move forward to the next point. And if on point 37, your mind is still preoccupied with the negativity that stemmed from point number four, all of those points in between have suffered. Your focus and your ability to execute on all those points in between point number four and point number 37 were sacrificed. And it's so difficult to win a match that way. Just five minutes spent in some kind of negative emotional funk is incredibly costly in the grand scheme of things. Games, multiple games can go by in the span of five minutes if it takes you that long to reset and say, okay, just, it's all right, just just calm down, let's, let's move on now. If it takes you one point, then fantastic. If it takes you a set, well, that's obviously really costly. And I think asking yourself the question, am I being reactive or am I taking action? Am I, is this positive action or is this negative reaction? If you ask yourself that question between points, it may give you some kind of ability to hopefully quickly snap out of whatever negative, negative path you're potentially going down and choose something positive instead that can give you an opportunity to perform much more strongly. So let's talk about those examples really quick. The, the bad line call. What are some examples of positive action instead of negative reaction? We already talked a bunch about the negative reaction. Well, in the line call scenario, give the benefit of the doubt. Like imagine that. You, you really, you could do that. <laughs> instead of making a snap judgment to how terrible of a person they are, you could choose to have the positive thought of, oh, you know what? Maybe they just didn't see it clearly or Maybe they just missaw it, or maybe they're looking at the wrong ball mark, or whatever it is. 
guess what? You've made bad line calls as well. And we've done whole podcast episodes on this. They're not the only ones who've made bad line calls. You probably make a bad line call every time you play a match. I probably do too. As, tr- as hard as I try, uh, I'm not, <laughs> to be really clear, I've made all kinds of bad line calls in my career, and I have no idea. Like, I don't have any idea which ones they are. I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I have called out uh, on balls that I felt 100% were out, but were 100% in. I know that has happened because of how much experience I have observing other people playing tennis and knowing their character and knowing their intentions and yet seeing with my eyes how wrong they were. Like it, it happens every time we play tennis. So you really do have the choice of giving them the benefit of the doubt and then purposefully, consciously shifting your attention to the next point. All right, so what is my plan of attack for the next point? That's a positive place to, to put your focus, to put your energy. Benefit of the doubt, what is my plan for the next point? How about if you make an unforced error? Well, you can give yourself a specific cue or reminder as far as the technique. Maybe you hit a forehand wide and you give yourself a little bit of a timing or a contact point reminder and then move to the next point. All right, so, so what adjustment am I going to make? Give yourself a quick technique reminder, maybe make a shadow swing. And then also you can maybe remind yourself, okay, so all right, next point, like that was definitely the right shot. I totally had that point. Next point, let's go for that pattern again. And so give yourself that positive affirmation of what am I going to do for the very next point to build on top of what just happened. How about if you shank the ball on an easy shot, that sitter forehand, and you shank the ball and miss it? Go ahead, give yourself a quick reminder. Oh man, I totally hit that off my frame down, you know, by by the throat of the racket. All right, I need to give myself more space on the next shot. Give yourself some kind of positive affirmation in in the sense of like a technique reminder. And then go ahead and shift and pivot to the next point. All right, what's my plan for the next point? How about that double fault on break point? Again, give yourself a specific technique reminder. Let's say both serves went into the net. Then the, your positive reaction response internally is, all right, I I need to swing up on the on the ball twice as much on my next serve or crap, I'm definitely tossing too far out in front. My racket, I'm just closing my racket face way too much. I'm just hitting right down into the net. I need to bring the toss back a little bit. So some kind of positive reminder, some kind of positive feedback to yourself in terms of solving the problem, and then focus your energy on the next point. And so it could also be, all right, let's aim this next serve three feet over the top of the net. Lots of spin, and I'm going to aim three feet over the top of the net. Those are your positive responses internally. Finally, how about your opponent cheers when you mess up and, and make a mistake? <laughs> Which I, I, don't think, I don't think there's anybody that, that doesn't bother. Go ahead and give yourself a, a target reminder. So, okay, you just made an unforced error. You just hit the ball long, let's say, and they gave, gave a big, like, come on. All right, go ahead and shift your attention. Instead of going, taking the bait and going down that negative reactionary mindset path, Give yourself a positive reminder, right? The next ball, I'm definitely going to shape more. I'm going to hit with some more spin. I'm going to close the angle of my racket face a little bit more. I hit that ball way higher than I needed to, and that's why it drifted out. 
So give yourself something positive to think about in terms of a, a technical adjustment. And then focus your energy on the next point. What is my plan for the next point? And all of those cases, we're giving some kind of positive, specific feedback to ourselves and then consciously, purposefully shifting energy and focus and attention to, all right, now what's next? And this, this really reminds me, I was just kind of going over the outline here before I started recording, and I had a quick, quick flashback of every professional athlete ever in a press conference after winning like a big game and they're moving on to whatever, the next round in the playoffs or, or whatever, and they get asked by the reporter, hey, what do you, oh, man, you guys did incredible. You played so much better than everybody expected. You, you defied like all your critics and you beat the odds and all that kind of stuff. Like, how does this make you feel? And all the, the people who win most often give the same answer. Well, I'm just thinking, I'm just taking this one game at a time or whatever it happens to me. I'm just, we're just going one game at a time, just thinking about the next one. In particular, in response to when a reporter asks like, oh man, nobody thought you could make it this far. Do you think you can make it to the big game? You know, Super Bowl, World Series, whatever. Uh, and the response is always the same. Oh, we're, we're just taking this one game at a time. So it's easy, it would be easy to kind of bask in the glory in that moment and reflect on how amazing this is. But great performers of all different kinds shift their energy and their focus immediately to the next task at hand. And as a tennis player, you have to do that 48 times if you want to play your best tennis. Unless you're just in the zone and you're just totally on autopilot and there's no redirection necessary and you, you, know, you just kind of float automatically through the match. I don't know about you, but for me, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it's, it's a very rare occurrence. And so this skill of refocusing attention and refocusing energy is super, super critical. Bottom line today is you have a choice. You have a choice between tennis reaction or tennis action. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean taking the positive path is is a piece of cake. It's it's not. It, it takes discipline and it, it takes focus and effort and it takes practice, frankly. Like just because you know you're supposed to do this doesn't mean it's just going to automatically happen. It's going to take discipline and practice for you to develop the skill to be able to do this. But in both tennis and in life, developing this skill can be an incredibly powerful and practical thing. You can either feed the positive or feed the negative. Choice is up to you. For more free game improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.